Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2086, Shame and Creativity, Why I Hate My Work Sometimes, by Veronica Tugaleva of veronica.org. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday and welcome to the podcast where I simply read blogs to you for free, covering personal growth and self-help topics like mindfulness, minimalism, self-care, meditation, and a lot more. If you like this show, I'd greatly appreciate you sharing it with someone and getting them to subscribe. It really goes a long way to keep all of this going and it means so much. Always makes my day to hear about people sharing it or see people sharing it online, so thank you for that. But for now, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Shame and Creativity, Why I Hate My Work Sometimes by Veronica Tugaleva of veronica.org. Quote, don't quit. You're already in pain. You're already hurt. Get a reward from it. Eric Thomas. When I was 19, I wrote a book called Spin. I sent it to one publisher. I got rejected. I put it in a drawer and never took it out again. I still remember looking at what I believed to be the final product and thinking, oh God, this is awful. It's so horrible. How did I ever think I could show this to people? It's so dark, so twisted. And in some ways, it really was. The book plunged right into the heart of addiction and suffering, and it never came out. It was a sad story that ended sad. When I wrote it, all I knew was suffering. I had nothing to offer except sad stories. Into the drawer it went, forgone and forgotten. It was five years until I tried writing another book. Throughout writing The Love Mindset, I plunged into the same darkness that Spin described. I went into the heart of self-hatred and addiction. This time, however, it wasn't a faux fictional portrayal of the darkness and nothing but the darkness. This time I had a way out, I had a solution. I thought this would be different. Spin, after all, was immature and incomplete. It was a cry for pity and salvation in the midst of pain. I hated it for a reason, right? After all, the love mindset is spiritual, inspirational, and out to change the world. It's a cry for compassion and unconditional love in the midst of pain. Surely I thought I could never hate something so beautiful. Oh, but I did. About two months ago, very suddenly, as walking home from the grocery store, I started getting that familiar feeling. I hadn't seen the book for over a month because it was away with the editor. I imagined the book and all of a sudden, I was washed over with a wave of disgust. It was the same disgust I had felt for spin. It was the same disgust I felt for close to a decade every time I looked in the mirror. It hurt so much, I couldn't move. Maybe I thought if I just read it, I'll realize it's not so bad. 
So when I got home, I opened the file. Each word of the first sentence of the preface hit me like a wave of nausea. What a horrible first sentence. Who would ever write a sentence like that? Who would ever read it? I was deep in shame. Oh God, I thought, I hate it. It's awful. How could I create something so horrible? Burn it, I thought. I must burn it, break it, hide it. I must destroy all the evidence of this horrible thing ever existing and pretend like it never did. For close to two hours, I was stuck in something near paralysis. I was stuck in a haze, a cave, a dark hole. I couldn't see, couldn't understand, couldn't imagine a future for myself with this ugly, horrible book with my name on it out there. I decided to follow my own advice. I did what I teach others to do. I dove into the pain. I went into the disgust, the shame, the horror, holding onto nothing but my understanding of my eternity. I felt as if I had tumbled down a cliff and was hanging on for dear life on a small yet powerfully strong branch. I was frightened, hurt, exhausted. Suddenly, I saw, like a sliver of light, the similarity between what I'd felt in the mirror, what I felt for spin, and what I was feeling at that moment. Wow, I thought, it's the same thing. It's just self-loathing. It's not real. It's not real. Just thoughts. Only thoughts. I held on to my little piece of eternity, and I let it hurt. I let the pain wash over me again and again. It hurt for close to two weeks. I'm not sure if I can explain how long that really is. In the world of unguarded, vulnerable pain, especially to a girl who spent years being bulletproof and emotionless, this is a really long time. In that time, I didn't look at the book, didn't let myself near it, lest I do something ridiculous. After two weeks, after I had surrendered to those waves of nausea and hopelessness again and again, the pain subsided. In its wake, the torture left a childish innocence, a beautiful self-confidence, a radiant feeling of eternal creativity. I felt more powerful, more alive than I'd ever felt in a long time. I worked through my shame by exposing it bare and vulnerable like I would heal any wound. And this might not be the last time, In fact, I'm certain it won't be. It's funny how I think I'm out of the self-loathing trap for good just because I know how to get out. Just when I think I'm safe, I'm thrown back into the pits of shameful thoughts and have to find my way back home to self-acceptance and true love. If there's one thing I've learned from returning to love over and over again, it's this. The thoughts that seek to separate me from my authentic self are just that, only thoughts. After you return back to love 70, 100, 1,000 times, you also will begin to realize that all of those silly thoughts can't possibly be true, that shame is a master of disguise, and that the ultimate goal is not to avoid getting lost, but to keep returning home. The point is not to create something that is so perfect that I won't hate it. That's not possible. The point is to create and create and create, feeling that hate, disgust, and fear each time, to feel it completely. When you let yourself feel shame, you process through it, you let it heal. When you trap it, keep it back, and destroy your creation, the shame wins. It wins and, like a virus, spreads everywhere. The only antidote is vulnerability, sharing, and connection. The only solution to a breaking heart is to let it break completely, totally, Because once it breaks, you can find something beyond the breakable shell, something that can never be broken. The key to resilience is vulnerability 
and healing. In the end, I realized, ironically enough, that the inspirational and spiritual message in the love mindset could be applied to the love mindset. I realized I needed to embrace my work with that same unconditional love. And however long that takes, however painful it is, it'll be worth it. Love is always worth it. You just listened to the post titled Shame and Creativity, Why I Hate My Work Sometimes by Veronica Tugaleva of veronica.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Veronica. I'm sure we can all relate to this in some way, at least. So keep that in mind this weekend. Love is always worth it. Have a great weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.